Well, hello everybody and welcome to Watch What Crappens, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on ye old bras, as usual. I'm Ronnie and Ben is over there. Hi there, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Good. It's Orange County Day, so I'm excited. Oh my god. You know what? Um, Something terrible happened to me overnight. Well, I did the wrong thing, which is that I watched Orange County before I went to bed. And so as a result, I had a stress dream with Heather Dubrow. And I have to tell you, when Heather Dubrow shows up in your dreams, that's not an experience to be taken lightly. I had I had like a classic a classic stress dream, which is that um, I had some sort of assignment due and I hadn't done it yet, sort of like homework. But in this stress dream, Heather Dubrow was the professor. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it was horrifying. It was terrible. Like I woke up so stressed. Yeah, um, that is terrifying because she's a scary person with her big black button eyes. <laughs> but you know, like Heather Dubrow being like, well, this is what the assignment is and you need to do it. And I'm sorry you did not get it right. But I'm, unfortunately, you cannot have extra time. It's like and she just looks at you, that piercing communion alien face like this was my assignment. It was on the syllabus. And you just are like devastated by it. If you think this assignment is above you, you better get a ladder. <laughs> Her opening line. I'm telling you now before the end of the season, I'm probably already going to rage today because Heather is such an asshole. But by the end of the season, my head is going to pop hearing that line every single week. Every <laughs> single week hearing Heather. Uh, so um, before we dive into it, of course, just a reminder, go to watchcrappens.com because we've got tickets on sale uh, for our live tours. Live tour, our shows are coming back, live shows, starting next month. And we always have a wonderful time doing it. Um, it really, 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 really is so fun. So uh, we just want you guys to be all part of that as well. And uh, the shows kick off in January in New York City with our 10-year anniversary show, which also happens to be the Golden Crappies, which also happens to be the first time we've ever done the Golden Crappies in New York. So it's going to be great. We have some guests lined up already. It's going to be wonderful. So go to watchercrappens.com for that. And then, of course, you, from there, you can also find links to our Patreon, where you can get bonus episodes this week. Um, our bonus uh, is Selling Sunset. We always are doing Selling Sunset. Uh, but we also have Crappens on Demand, where you can watch us podcast, not just listen. And we already did Salt Lake City. And then later this week, it's going to be very fun. We're going to be doing a Crappens on Demand for the Real Housewives of Miami trailer. And I feel like everyone should know that Miami, Real Housewives of Miami is back and it's starting this Sunday. So we're getting into the spirit by checking out that trailer. And that's the news. Yes, um, that's up now. So go check out that trailer. It's much more fun with videos, especially the trailers. Yeah. Um. So... Here we are at Jen Rosenfeld's office. So Shannon is going to Jen's office to get some stuff done. And Not Dr. Jen, just Jen Rosenfeld. Oh, is this a different Jen? This is not the this is not the cast member, Jen. This this Jen is uh is not a doctor, in fact. This is a nurse practitioner, Jen. Oh, well they And she go. has two N's. She also has two N's. Oh, she's a double N Jen. Okay. Double N Jen. Well, yeah. I stand corrected, which also is a double R word. Okay. So I'm going to put a double <laughs> consonant in my word of apology. Yeah. 
Well, and guess what? I am here to get some treatment from Jen. <laughs> because, uh, wow. Well, you know, uh, Jen, I, I did notice. I, I smiled at the mirror yesterday, and I did notice it's better. You know, it's, and when I say it's better, I'm not talking about my fillers. I'm talking about my ability to smile. Now I only do a half round when I smile, and soon I'll get it all the way to a semicircle pointing upwards. Ha! <laughs> Please tell me you have some dissolver, because I looked at myself and it was like leather. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, I wake up like this. And she smushes her cheek because she sleeps on her face, so her fillers, like, reform in her face, I guess. And then you're walking around with a coaster on your face, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which explains it, because I, I, during the trailer, I was like, gosh, Shannon looks a little worse for wear this season. And it must be that she just overdid it with the filler at the reunion, and now she's trying to, like, work it out of her system. Yeah. So Noella joins and she's like, Hi! Oh, and, oh, and we see one day earlier they talked, and Noella's like, Well, I'd love to have lunch or something with you. She's like, Well, tomorrow I'm going to Laser. Would you be open to going with me there? <laughs> yeah, doesn't that sound fun? Watching me get my coaster face worked on. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> fun to me. <laughs> How is this supposed so, to be fun for anybody? I mean, if you said, do you want to go, like, maybe get some filler with me? Or do you want to go get girls' treatments? Come on, let's do it. But do you want to sit there and watch me get my filler dissolved? Fuck no, I don't. I would rather you buy but, me lunch. Thank you. But what else is Noella really doing these days, right? Mm, She's literally true. just sitting there waiting for someone to invite her somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not going to be her husband. So she uh, she comes in, and Shannon, they're putting needles in her face and everything. And uh, Noella's like holding her, clutching her toes or something, Shannon's toes. She goes, oh, well, my husband holds my hand during my filler. Ah. And um, uh, Shannon's like, well, you know what? I am I am not a good needle person. I'll tell you that much. I do not like a needle. <laughs> well, nah, I ate a needle. <laughs> 40 negative thoughts. Oh, Jen, stop it. Stop the pain, Jen. Ah. Well, IVF got me over my fear of needles. And Shannon's like, oh, wow, well, great. I'm glad this scene that was about me isn't about me anymore. So you had a surrogate. Great. Tell me more. Oh. I just can't wait to hear about it. Sounds who, fine. Fun, Shannon. Uh, I would like to know who is IVF and what charities has she started? Who is this <laughs> IV person? Well, you know, I had a miscarriage, and then I did an IVF and a surrogate for my son. And then the... Then the surrogate had a miscarriage, so we did it with another surrogate. Oh, well, that, I'm sorry to hear that. It's been a journey. It's been a journey, but then we had him, and he is yummy. Absolutely yummy. Well, if you had to pick a day of the week meat for what kind of yummy, would he be a Tuesday chicken or Thursday salami? I need you to be more specific about the yumminess. I, I, I just want to uh, clear something up uh, here, uh, Noelle. It's Noella, right? I just want Are you... Coming into my scene with more pain than I have because that's really not very. I mean, I I'm I'm in a good place right now, but when it comes to pain, you're not allowed to outpain me, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> so um, we find out about Noella. Her son has autism, and um, they found out when when he was just a little baby. And she's like, well, I mean, it's fine. He loves his brain. It's just me who has to destigmatize. And um, 
she talks a little bit about that. And Shannon, meanwhile, is getting one of her, like, sperm facials or whatever the hell that thing is that she gets all over her face. And um, so Noella goes on and she's like, whoa, this is actually so exciting. We have a house in Puerto Rico. And unfortunately, there were some financial things that were not disclosed to me by my husband. So I just cannot wait to be done selling this house. I just want to be done with it. And Shannon's just sitting there with her mask on her face looking like Michael Myers. <laughs> just like I'm waiting for Kyle Richards to pop up and be like, you want to run lines? Should we run lines? <laughs> so um, Noella's just been in shock about her husband's debts because uh, initially she was told that it, they just had a one lien for $4 million, which is already a lot. But then it turns out there's two liens and it's close to $6 million that they own. The, that they owe the IRS. And she says that it's just like a very big stressor and um, for her and for the marriage. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, this is uh, turning out to fill me in more ways than I expected. <laughs> Could you fill your problems right now right into my cheek? <laughs> because your problems are just so new and so natural. They feel so good. Wow. <laughs> and your secrets are safe with me, Noella. So, oh, gosh, um, I would love to read that paragraph on your shirt. What is it? Dress like Coco, live like Jackie, act like Audrey, laugh like... God, I'm exhausted. That is that is a long shirt, so thanks for that. It's a, it's a lot of text, and I, I'm, I'm afraid I don't actually understand any of the references. So Shannon says, well, you know, trust and honesty are the foundation of any relationship. And after the infel infidelity in my marriage to David, uh, we had something called a day of truth. <laughs> and I asked all the questions and I got a lot of answers. And there were a lot of foam tombstones that I had to then lie down under and declare myself dead. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I so I, I, I worry for Noella moving forward. I mean, I worry that she may have upwards of 50 to 70 negative thoughts, which is more than any woman should really have. <laughs> so, Noella, I've learned my lesson about trusting, especially regarding that party the other night. Yes, I am taking it from autism and having a husband compulsively lying to you and having a bad time. I'm going to take that and talk about my bad time at a party in a mansion. Okay? Now, I have to say... I really appreciate your support. When I was standing there in the kitchen and you were so kind to stay with me and then start screaming about being a bisexual. Wow, that was a certain kind of hug I've never had before. So thanks. I mean, here here I thought I was standing next to some sort of novelty oversized kitchen whisk. And it turns out it was you. And I thought, wow, she is a lovely lovely woman so you know i i have to say i i did think i had a closer bond with emily and gina um given that we've become friends the past uh 46 days so <laughs> i i thought that i thought that we were close i thought we were forever friends i thought we were the new trace amigas <laughs> i'm i'm so fun aren't i so fun noella i said trace amigas oh god but i was betrayed you share a spinach dip with somebody and you think that you're friends for life, but apparently not, so... And Noella's like, um, I don't know why you're beating yourselves up so much like this, Shannon. She's like, because I really had a close friendship with Emily years ago, and I care about the friendship, and I don't want to hurt her. Have you spoken to Nicole? Have you spoken to Nicole? I'm just going to make that these little... lips. For no reason uh, uh, while you... I wait for you. If you, if you, <laughs> I'm just going to blow an invisible bottle to make a little ooh sound. And uh, uh, if you need clarification, Nicole is the slut who sued her friend. 
That's that's her business. Oh, I have talked to her. And she had such a high opinion of you before the dinner. Oh, what after the dinner? What about after the dinner? Well, I can't speak for her, but I don't think it's something a lunch can't fix. (laughs) Well, that's what I always say. A lunch fixes everything. (laughs) But except for a marriage, apparently, David. David never responded to my lunch invitation. He only wanted to go to gastropubs with sugary sauces. <laughs> ah, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Well, okay. I have a lot of lunches to schedule. <laughs> a lot of lunches. Now, I feel just as badly for her that all this information came out. But once again, what, 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 what were you thinking, Nicole? What were you thinking? <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe, Noella, maybe you should join uh, lunch with me and Noella. I think, I mean, with uh, Nicole, I think that'd be like, I would love to do that. Oh, okay, let's take it down a notch. I have to put my hat on now because there's sun outside and we have to protect my hair follicles. Now, I would never wish for this to happen to anybody, what happens to Noella, right? I mean, it's not good what's coming up in the episode. I will no. say that it made it an easier fall for me when I saw her gigantic purse that says the rich auntie. Oh, shut up. You know what? You walk <laughs> around with the purse like that and you deserve it. There, I said it. I yeah. said it. I did feel bad this episode because I was like, damn, what she's going through sucks. And I did spend a good amount of the past two episodes on our recap being like, I can't wait for her life to fall apart. Which then, I'm in retrospect, I'm like, I am terrible. But, yeah, moments like that are like, well... Anyway, so now we can, so now we go to uh, the the ever charismatic and fascinating and all around good person, Doctor Jen, who we just can't get enough of. Yeah, Doctor Jen, wow, she's already getting ripped to shreds all over the internet. Um, So let's see. Jen's like, Pepper, get off the couch. And Vincy, no skateboarding in the house. Daddy's away, so the mice will play. Did you do zinc? Did you do zinc today, kid? He's like, yeah, we did the zinc and we played in the water all day. She's like, oh, my God. Why are you a tiny little version of Whitney from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? (laughs) He came. He came, like, flying into that house in those rollerblades. It was like the the Starlight Express going on in there, for crying out loud. I was like, whoa, coming in hot. So they um, they go and FaceTime Ryan, who's in Hawaii, shirtless, of course, and um, just talk to him, like, are you on vacation? Are you working? Like, real, real interest, a, a deeply interesting scene, you know? <laughs> so we find out, yeah, and he's just totally annoyed. He's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, great, great. She's like, well, my mom's coming. Great, great. It's going to be great. I'm not going to overthink that or anything. Great, great. It's going to be fine, Jen. It's going to be fine. Okay, well, um, I basically married my mother, if you guys are putting that together yet, because my mother basically can't stand me either. So <laughs> this should be a fun yeah. week. So then um, we go over to Gina and Travis who are puttering around their kitchen. And uh, Gina is, uh, she's saying she doesn't have the kids, the kids this weekend. So she's going to take Noelle at a cryo house later. Uh, you know, I love, I love cryo house. I love it's a house dedicated to crying. I was like, you know, it's not bad at all. Right. Gina? Mm. Oh my God. Why didn't anyone tell me? It's so different in Long Island. We actually have houses that you go to to cry. <laughs> okay. It's very different there. <laughs> 
Uh, so she's, uh, you know, I'm very fascinated by Noella. Like, I'm not sure what she's ever, like, I'm not sure what she's ever gonna do. Like, like, but, like, also, like, I think I may, like, I think that she, like, may be hitting on me a little bit. And, like, she kept talking about my eyes. And I'm, I'm very fascinated by her. So we'll see how it goes. And then we see a clip of it. Noella's like, oh, look at us. We're having a pink on pink moment. You're wearing pink and I'm wearing pink. Wow. And look at your eyes. Wow, I just love your eyes. <laughs> so uh travis is like well do you want no- it sounds like you want noella to hit on you she's like oh my god <laughs> so then uh Although she, she did she's got a jet so <laughs> they laugh she's like i love that we could joke about this stuff you know i really feel like we are still and goes in love it's like yeah you know like <laughs> like you're gonna sneakily propose to me or something <laughs> and he goes no, no, no. He goes, I think it's appropriate to be content, <laughs> which is probably what what like <laughs> everyone wants to hear. Like, um, so you're going to pop the question? No, I think I'm just going to sit in complacency for a moment. Yeah, totally romantic. And she's like, look, I just don't. She's telling us, I don't want to be a girlfriend at this stage of my life. You know, like I'm a little embarrassed to say this is my boyfriend when I'm a grown woman with three children. I can entertain it, but, you know, he's just not there yet. So. Uh, she doesn't say that to him, of course. To him, she says, it feels really good to just be happy. Yeah. She goes, and she says, um, you know, and I, she says that she really enjoys being happy. Um, she really likes being happy until someone pisses me off like Shannon. Like, she's been bothering me lately. That Like, it bothers me lately that, like, Heather told us that Shannon told her that she shouldn't trust Emily and I. Like, that is so wrong. I think that Shannon just wants to separate Heather away from us, you know, so she can control the whole situation. Yeah, and um, she's like, um, she already fucked up really bad. Okay, first of all, she, no one can trust you. You immediately took what she told you and ran and ruined a party with it. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to stand by that. That's just fucking ridiculous. And now you're trying to control everything by telling Heather first and making Shannon into a bad person. So now Shannon is going to be the villain for the whole season and Heather's going to like you. If anyone here is manipulating, it's you, ma'am. Shannon tried it. I'm not going to say that Shannon didn't try it. Shannon tried it and she was terrible at it, like usual. But you were the person who did it. Madame. It's also not unrealistic, and it's. I honestly don't think it's like the shadiest thing in the world. It is shady, but not the worst crime in the world to be drinking with your friends and then be like, "Yeah, this girl Nicole is going to be there," which is weird because I think that Nicole sued Terry, but now they're friends. That's strange to me. Like that's like that's not like a crazy pot stirring moment. That's like a isn't this weird moment that you might have with your friends? I don't think it's like the biggest crime in the world that Shannon said that. But I do think Shannon being like, now you must swear to secrecy and you absolutely must not bring this up on camera was probably more of the manip- manipulation because she knew they were going to bring it up. And this way she covers her tracks. Yeah, but I don't think she they would. I don't think she thought they would say, oh, we didn't hear it from Shannon, though. Of course, they're going to say we heard it and Shannon told us, you know, so I think that Shannon right. really was being like, don't bring it up. You know, like, I don't know how to do it yet, but don't bring it up. So who knows? either way, but it's I think like Shannon's not the biggest the crime idiot. that she said this. Well, yeah. no, I mean, if you're not going to gossip with your friends at lunch, what the fuck else are you going to talk about? Like, if I don't yeah. have other people to talk about, I'm just going to be silent. Okay, I'm a and shallow I think, person. And an, I have nothing else to talk about. And they know that Shannon is a gossip when she drinks. And you, there's probably you know that Emily was like, let's get her drunk and see what she has to say. I think Shannon's mistake was not hearing this information and telling Heather. 
hey, listen, that is the girl I was thinking of, and I heard that she sued you. How are you friends? Like, Shannon made it into this huge deal. She probably wanted to have her own scene of that, and the girls beat her to it. So anyway, so back to Travis and Gina. Um, She's like, you know what? Like, I do like... You know, she's been there for me in the past. And then we see that, a clip of Shannon being like, well, have you called my lawyer yet? Let me help you. And um, she's like, even at Heather's, like, Shannon kept trying to put it on me. No, she didn't. She walked up and said, what are you guys? She walked up while you were tattletaling on her. She didn't try and put it on you. Did she? Did I forget that part? Maybe she Uh, did. I mean... I don't think so. Well, chat. Well, the meaning that Shannon had said, like, well, I said it in confidence, and then they broke my trust. She, Shannon tried to make the narrative about how they are like sneaky. Well, they um, are, but they are. But like, it was Gina, and and Gina did it because she decided to like place her own insecurities about this crazy barbecue that she went to um, onto this situation. And I just don't think that's appropriate, especially when there's like lots of like nice food and you don't want to ruin the situation. Like you do that after the food, you do it after the food. Okay. And she's doing this thing where she's like so mad at Shannon now. Like she's really, really upset with Shannon. Um, because she knows she did something wrong, I think. So she's just going to be like, I'm mad at you for me telling Heather. (laughs) And sort of just, Oh, my God. Yeah, to deflect. So Gina's like, you know, she's integrity, attacking my integrity, all right? And Shannon is trying so hard not to look like the bad person that she doesn't give a shit who she has to destroy in the process of making herself look. Who did she destroy? You were so ridiculous. <laughs> I know. But also, like, you can't accuse Shannon of trying so hard to save face, right? And be like, look like a good person when you were the one who was so like dead set on telling Heather this because she did like, she didn't want Heather to look like, to feel like an idiot that people were talking about her. But what was the ultimate goal of that was for Gina to prove that she's a good person who tells she's not going to be like those people at the barbecue. She's going to be an honest and upfront person. So ultimately what she was doing was also to serve her own image. Right. So then um, Heather goes into Terry's office and she's got like a Fendi bag as big as a fucking (laughs) television set from the eighties. It's ridiculous. It was like the top line of like a, like a reading chart, like that big, old e that's up there whatever it's like big letters yeah and she does and she does like when she walks through the halls of terry's office she does this fake ass like claw wave you know where she like sees someone in an office and she doesn't like wave her hand like left and right she just puts her hand up and then and then does like the the palm clap the the one-handed clap you know she's never done that before yeah (laughs) <laughs> she's like well i'm just taking a minute in between schlepping oh my god look at that picture that picture was from 10 years ago which is probably the last time i was in your office and actually made you hang that thing so there it is <laughs> come in here all the time she's like i don't know how i feel about sitting in front of a 10 year old version of myself and he's like well he's like how about me he's like well i actually have less wrinkles but i have more botox hey should we do a Let's try it from the top and let's do a Nicole Weiss laugh. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I have less wrinkles, but I have more Botox. (laughs) And see. Okay. So, oh, yeah, what else? Oh, Nicole James called me on my way over here, and she was so sweet, and she felt so bad about crying in our house. So, there's that. He's like, oh, great, great, that's great. Wait, and mm-hmm. you know what? I, here's what I told her in the clip. I said, you had nothing to do with that. I consider you as much of a victim 
as we were. You were not a fucking victim. <laughs> talking about you, but also it's like she's clearly alliance building. She's like, don't worry, Nicole. You, you lovely dumb woman. You are as much of a victim of the own law uh, of the lawsuit that you created as we were, <laughs> as the recipient of the lawsuit, who actually would face real legal repercussions and you would not oh and by the the way if anyone wants to hear who the real victim is go on to yelp and search dr terry dubrow and read some of those reviews okay those are the real victims here yeah so um i'm I'm not going to read any of them because you know that they'll sue (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like they'll sue somebody so i'm not going to read them but you guys it won't be a nicole weiss lawsuit it'll be a It'll be a mall house lawsuit. Like they're gonna be like, we're adding a garage suing yeah. Ronnie and Ben right now. <laughs> yeah, um, allegedly. Well, they are they are on Yelp. I mean, you can't get sued for saying that. They're on Yelp, a public app. It's a public app. <laughs> so um, Heather's like, I don't know what Shannon's goal was with all of this, but really, it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. He goes, Yeah, what was her goal anyway? She's like, I don't know, but she texted me. And he's like, Well, this should be good. And then we begin. <laughs> A, gr- the... a great text exchange. <laughs> <laughs> like a true, like I was laughing out loud during this, especially because th- what they would do is they would show a text bubble and it looks like that's all the text would be. And then they kept on expanding the text bubble to show there was more and more. So it starts with Shannon going, hello, Heather. I hope all is well. I feel badly about the way things ended between us the other night. I would like to continue the conversation if you're open to it. Please let me know if you're free this week. Heart emoji. And Heather loves judging emojis. You remember when she goes, that girl called, that girl texted me to apologize for defiling my cake. And then she gave me this emoji. I mean, what is that? I forgot. You're right. Oh my God. I forgot about that. (laughs) So Terry's like, I mean, what's to even continue? She goes, I wrote back. I wrote back. I said, and um, Shannon, I'm surprised. I'm just hearing from you now. But I don't care to adjudicate your behavior over the past few weeks via text, nor do I have the time in my schedule to listen to more of your rhetoric. Well, you know, I I think that was, like, not so bad. The point is, isn't so much what you said, since there's nothing to hide. It's that you would pass on information that could be twisted and could have hurt my husband, his career, and thereby... Our family. Well, one has to imagine that's the end of your Oh, and please spare me with your quote-unquote intentions. It's your actions that matter, and they are indefensible and inexcusable. Right, and well, since comedy is in three, and I sincerely hope that you have reached out to Nicole to apologize for humiliating and spreading the private, that's in all caps, Terry, just in case you didn't get it, (laughs) private information from 20 years ago that is none of your business, Heather. (laughs) So, and then she goes, and then she wrote me back, and she said, (laughs) I'm sorry you feel that way. My apology is genuine. (laughs) Which you know Shannon was had like that look on her face like, well, I don't understand why they kept expired milk in the fridge, but they did. And I guess I'll just be the one to throw it out. That was the tone that she wrote that. Yeah. About, you know, Shannon stopped reading at um, like, I won't accept it or whatever, you know, what's the first line? Shannon, I'm surprised I'm hearing from you now, but I don't care to adjudicate your behavior. You know, she read that and was like, oh, well, I am being victimized. So that is as much as I will read and I will text back. (sighs) Well, I'm sorry Uh, you feel that way. My apology is genuine. 
ouch, my kitchen is in a hallway. So I hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you're happy now, Missy. And Heather goes, um, last time I checked, there was no apology in that text. I'm like, no, but she said a million times. Don't you remember when she followed you around like a like a like a sad little puppy at your house going, I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. Heather, if there's anything I can do, I, I just I never got to sit on your Toto toilet and I just I I just I wanna come back, Heather. I wanna see my former life, Heather. I know. She apologized nine million times. So she's like, so without her taking accountability, I really don't know how we can move forward. And so she tells us, Shannon never, I mean, who writes adjudicate in a text? Just. I'll tell you who, I'll tell you who writes adjudicate into, into a text. An evil professor who will not give you an extension on their work in your exactly. dream. And then signs off from the class going, okay, class is dismissed. Heather. Like she knows it's from you, Heather. I know. The fact that she signs off with her own name. With and a text she's, message. She's wearing her <laughs> Disney villain leather dress with big poofy leather sleeves. Oh, I can't. So then um, we. I can't, but like, I love it. Oh, I do too. Like all my anger today, like Gina and Heather, this is like my favorite thing. This is why I watch these shows. You know, it feels so good pulsing through my veins. It really does. So yeah. um, she's like, you know, Shannon never liked me from the get go for whatever reason, whatever. I, I guess I just rubbed her the rich way, uh, the wrong way. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the wrong way. I rubbed her the wrong way. And then we see the clip of Tamara going, um, that's Shannon's chair. She says, no, it was my chair. And I took it back. Oh, hi, Shannon. I took back my chair. <laughs> well, the chair is so important for you to get here. So then, um, yeah, Heather says that Shannon is never wrong and never the problem. But I beg to differ. Did you like that? That's what I used at the end of my audition for the Hot in Cleveland re- <laughs> reboot. I said, I live in Cleveland now and you don't. And if you think you do, I beg to differ. Did I yeah. that? <laughs> He's like, so wait, you're going to keep the door closed to her? And she gives like her evil face. So you're back five minutes and you're already trying to ice people off the show. I mean, Heather. I just hope that you. Heather really gets it this season. I hope that something really just comes back to bite her in the ass this season. Because she is so high on herself. Yeah, but like, I mean, she's she's doing good work. She's doing she good is. work. I mean, the she show is. is like alive for the first time in seven years. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So, um, so now we're at Cryo House, um, and it's Gina and Noella, and and there's this woman there who's very excited. Her name is Danielle, and she's like, "Hi, welcome to Cryo House. I did not just cry in the back room for four hours." So, um, she's uh, definitely like the reception lady from the Madcap Hotel on Vanderpump Rules. Like, hi, I'm Sarah Sorrell. Welcome. It's Cryo Chamber. Hope you like the cold girls. Put your purses down. I dare you. (laughs) So, Noella, not to pry into your business, but to pry into your business, I swore that article. And we see a headline that says, Noella Bergener or Burgener, whatever, admits that she is shocked and disgusted over her husband James Burgener's $5.8 million tax debt, says my marriage has been a fight every day since. Um, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. She goes, oh, no, I want to talk about it. Are you kidding? I mean, having an article with my name in the headline was amazing. I was great. Like, literally, I cannot wait to talk about it. Let's talk about it. What do you want to know? 
Yeah, I love I love Gina thinking that Noelle is not going to talk about it when she clearly gave an interview before she even was on The Housewives about her marriage. <laughs> like it's like, and then she's shocked later on that she gets divorce papers. Like, of course. Yeah. So Noella is like, I'm just confused why James can't just doesn't pay the debt. Like, we have this asset together. It's a house that, of course, no one else lives in. No one at all must live in this house that we have. And, you know, selling it would cover all the debts. And he's just fighting me on it. I mean, he's acting almost as if, like, there's some other family that lives there. It's crazy. The hardest thing is that he's just, it's just like he's my best friend. He's my best fucking friend. So it feels like a betrayal. No, like, I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to fight you. I'm trying to help. Like, let's come up with a plan together. And now we're not in a good place about it. And she's got a wrist tattoo that says serendipity, which I love (laughs) spotting that shit during a breakdown. That's, yeah, it really, that is very funny. And it is also funny that she's like, he's my best friend, my best friend. I'm like, well, you... I, listen, I'm not going to stick up for Sweet James at all, and I'm especially not on this episode. Okay, the guy is obviously like a total monster and a dick, and he's up to no good. But also, like you're talking about how this person's your best friend, but you're going to kind of air your dirty laundry into a like to a tabloid. I don't know. For me, I'm like, mm, this is weird. Yeah, I'm disgusted with him. It's like I'm disgusted with him, and our marriage has been a fight every day since. So she's like, well, you know, it's hard when you go through media, media. Gina's doing that thing where she's really, really giving that accent her all to the point where it sounds fake. I'm like, Meijer? Meijer is not even how I would pronounce that with a terrible fake accent. Come on, Gina. (laughs) My heart really goes out to you. Um, And, you know, I've been there. And the one thing I know is that you will be okay. And Which, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Gina's like, oh my God. So I thought this would be fun, but you really need it. You need a beard. She's like, oh my God, do you have drinks here? Oh, there's yeah. no drinks till after, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> she just turned into a cartoon dog. Oh. <laughs> she is. She's so. such a cartoon, this lady. It was cracking oh. me up. Now we're gonna woof 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 into the cryo chamber. <laughs> so um so Gina does the cryo and then Noella does it and she's like, Woo, that's right in the hoo right in there. Whoa. And um and Gina's like, you know what you need to have? You need to have some fun. Drink a lot of alcohol, Noella. I'm like, now Gina, remember how that worked out for you when you were going through your marital issues? <laughs> Maybe like suggest like uh I don't know. Watching some movies. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. So Noelle's like, I actually fell asleep in our dungeon last night. She's like, uh, dungeon? Yeah, a dungeon for sex. We have a dungeon. It's cute. There's a king bed, a satin sheets. And Gina's like, um, I was picturing like bars and weapons. She says, well, there are whips. <laughs> yeah, we love sex. We lot, lots of fucking dungeon. Gina looks horrified for two different reasons. One is she's having trauma flashbacks to Bronwyn. And two, she's like, have I missed the the, the pillows at Home Goods that say dungeon on them? Is this a whole new category? <laughs> and the wacky lady who works there is like, Burr! Burr! <laughs> her eyes are popping out like, who is this woman? She's like, do I have to desanitize my cryo chamber now? <laughs> so now we see Shannon being driven to uh to dinner 
And I feel like this is a first. It's just Shannon talking to what I imagine is like a set PA driving her. She's like, oh, so um, young lady, have you ever been to country club? And she's like, um, no, I mean, I've I've dropped off there. I mean, is it like a country? Is it like country club? She's like, no, no, no. It actually looks like an old school country club. It's it's where the young folk go. It's where it's where those sluts go that go and steal married men. That's where they go. <laughs> but I'm just a 57 year old lady. <laughs> yeah, not people like me. So this is great. Let's yell at the old woman in a preschool bar. <laughs> Feels great. <laughs> and then her phone rings, and her ringer is David, 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 David. <laughs> David, 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 David. <laughs> well, hello, Gina. Oh, yeah, hi. Listen, I was just hoping to give you a call to reach out because I'm real upset about how everything happened at Heather's, and I think it would be good for us to sit down and figure it out. So I'll see um, is, do we have a bad, a bad connection? No, I'm just really giving you a <laughs> Okay, very well. All right, we'll, we'll we'll arrange that. So Shannon hangs up, and then there's like this long pause. It's just like silence. Then I forgot my belt. <laughs> <laughs> so it's grilling day over at Emily and Shane. So he's grilling, and the kids are drawing stuff all over the concrete with chalk. And one of them's like, Mom, do you know what this is? It's a planet. And how many planets are there? It depends on how many people there are in your family, Mom. Mm, Then when we die, we all get our own. Damn, this Mormonism thing is working fast. (laughs) So Emily goes up to Shane, who's grilling, and goes, So you got a packet from the bar? And he goes, I did. Oh, oh, because you, I'm sorry, you said you were going to get a packet from the bar. Okay, so then what happens once you get it? I'm going to open the packet, and then I'm going to pull something out of the packet. <sighs> I guess we're really doing this. And then and then I'm going to put it on the table. Just tell me how long I have to do this before someone yells out, King of Snarkism! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shane. So Shane is trying to do those, like, tidal wave bangs, but he's bald. So there's, like, two strands sticking up. Shane, just cut your hair. Just cut, he, just do us all a favor. He has a Homer Simpson. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's time. It's time to join the Legion of the Buzzcuts. Right. <laughs> the middle-aged Buzzcut man. It's time to just, to just give in, okay? So um, she's talking about how he's going to graduate, and he, you know, no one even got to come to his graduation before, so he should invite his mom, who's still mad and stuff. And he's like, hey, buddy, you want a little chicken? Tastes like dinosaur. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. It doesn't know. I'm like mad that he didn't tell his mom he was graduating. Like his mom missed his mom clearly wants to go to his graduation of wherever he graduated from. He didn't tell her, so she missed it, and then she was mad. Like I think that is such a dick move. Um so yeah, I mean I don't really care. <laughs> but I could just because I could imagine Shane is just like that, like, uh, I'm graduating. <sighs> I'm surprised he even went. I- <laughs> Yes. So now just mail it to me. Honey, did you get any mail today? I did. Did you open it? I did. Did you pull anything out? (laughs) I did. Was it a diploma? It was. God damn it, Shane! (laughs) (laughs) Why do you make me work so hard for it? So Emily 
tells us very uninteresting things about how her daughters are going to be baptized and how uh, she didn't have religion growing up, but now she's interested in it. It's like truly like the least interesting development. The whole thing, anything. yeah, it's just kind of rubbing me the wrong way because she's saying things like, you know, like the the older I get, the more I realize how faith and religion can help you, and I want to have more open. Okay, so that's okay, but at one, I don't see it in my notes here, but at one point she said something like, you know, I just I see that religion can give them hope, and I can't give them that. She says something along those lines, where I was like, damn, like <laughs> I know it's not giving them hope. Shane's hair, okay. Shane's hair is not giving them help. Also, isn't it funny seeing the difference between Salt Lake City and this show? Because this is yeah. Mormonism. Like, they're bringing their kids into Mormonism and stuff. But on Salt Lake City, it's like, I don't think that they would even be allowed to talk to their mom if she wasn't Mormon, you know? Yeah, they're Or not like be racing. allowed, but they make it sound like it's much more culty over there. Yeah, I mean, I, Shane's whole Mormonism storyline has always been a little odd because he wasn't raised Mormon, but I think he converted because his friend was Mormon or something. I don't know. It's mm. I, I have to say, like, uh, it's never been fascinating, and I don't know why Emily got saddled with this storyline this season, but here we are. Yeah. So anyway, they talk to the kids about being baptized and stuff, and um, that's it. Okay, so let's That's go it. to uh, <laughs> the country yeah, club. I don't even know why we're still here, honestly. I w- most in most conversations like that, I'm like, bang. I know. I was like, Ronnie, I'm giving you many different ways to get exit the scene. <laughs> You're like, but another thing. So um, it's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappens commercial. So now we're at the country club, which is just a bar. That's the country club themed. Um, also known as a country club. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what country clubs are. So uh, Nicole arrives and she's like, oh, my God, Noella, I love your back. Oh, my God. I love it. So is it bad that I said that? I mean, sue me, right? <laughs> Don't do it. Literally. It's like, does it get any smaller? It's adorable, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Nicole is wearing a denim jumper a la Eileen from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I thought it was funny. She's trying. Nicole. So they talk about how Shannon's coming and Noelle's like, how do you feel about that? It's like, um, I mean, I guess I'm just gonna wait to see what she has to say because, like, I really don't know what to think. How's James? Oh, girl, don't get me started. Don't even get me started. I'll just sit here and you can, you know, you can ask another question so I can get started. So Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, cool. Well, my first thing is you and the position you were put in, and that's really scary. And, you know, I'm going through a divorce, as as you know. She's, oh, girl, girl, divorce isn't even on the table, okay? And uh, admittedly, the table is in a house in Puerto Rico. But this just needs to go away. Like, IRS, like, you don't mess with the IRS. They got Capone. And Nicole just squints at her and kind of licks her lips a lot. And the camera just stays on her. And then it goes, that's... Which cracked me up. So <laughs> to be then fair, she- Nicole is often just kind of like squinting and licking her lips. <laughs> yeah. I just she thought it was funny. They're like, we don't really know what Nicole's thinking. So just give her like a solid 10 seconds of licking her lips. And add a... <gasps> Let's just see if Nicole can respond to an Al Capone reference. Or is that going to go just a little bit too far above her head? So Shannon shows up. She's like, how... Oh, Girls, I'm I'm really sorry I'm late. I mean, oh God, it was very it was very difficult for me to 
to show up here at this youngster den of iniquity. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Hello, everyone. Is everything good, Shannon? Uh, no, not really, but I guess that's not important <laughs> to a bunch of preschoolers. So <laughs> let's all take our babas out of our mouth and have a conversation, shall we? Do you have Belvedere here? Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, n no, things are not good. Uh, I guess I see that you ladies didn't forget your belts, but some of us did. So, yes, I am in a little bit of a mood. Nicole's giving like a mad face and Shannon says, well, I just want to hop in here <laughs> and talk about what happened the other night. I am so sorry about what happened, but I just want to briefly explain where my frame of mind was because I asked if you were Nicole Weiss and Heather kept saying no. And then I looked at your social media and I was like, well, that's not Heather Weiss <laughs> because I mean, the Heather Weiss I knew, well, I mean, just use a scraper and take her off the bathroom floor of some stadium playing Dewey Lewis in the news. I mean, she was a real bimbo groupie idiot. What a moron. What a whore. And then I saw you and realized you are that Nicole Weiss. So. Uh, I mean, the Nicole Weiss and I knew it looked like she had two blimps stuffed into her shirt and would go up to a jukebox and play Joan Jett on repeat at some dingy dive bar until Kid Rock would walk in and sweep her off her what would then be called feet, but I would rather call hooves. Am I right? Oh, I just... Oh, but it was you. You it know, you. I just thought, well, it doesn't make sense that Heather and Nicole would be friends if Nicole sued Heather. You, you understand, right? And she's like, well, I don't think it's ever the time or place to really discuss somebody's medical history. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't even an issue then, and it was, like, over before it started, so... Oh, oh, okay. So, uh, well, two, two notes. Um, it wasn't your medical history. It was your legal history, which was out there and you told me about. Second of all, um, I'm glad that it was over before it began. Uh, but you were not the one being sued. But who am I? Just some middle-aged woman without a belt at a youngster palace. <laughs> You know what we should call it? We should call it a non-suit, because it wasn't a lawsuit, it was a non-suit. We should call it that. So, so glad I agreed to have you come join us, Noella. So glad. So glad. <laughs> so Nicole's like, well, if I'm not mad and he's not mad, like, why would anyone care? And Noella says, but then Emily came after you. And she goes, yeah, I was, like, attacked. Well, I stupidly, uh, two girls, I, I trusted two girls who I, who, I, who I thought I could trust, but like who made a promise that this, that if this were the case, it would never be uttered because it would be, wouldn't be appropriate, just how it would not be appropriate to walk into a country club, quote unquote, without a belt. And, and I take full blame for that, not the belt, the belt should have been left out for me by my daughters and they didn't leave it out, but I, I shouldn't have trust. I shouldn't have trusted him, and I, I was too trusting. I was too trusting and too good of a friend, and I apologize. If I'm guilty of anything, it's being of too wonderful a person. Well, I understand where you're coming from, and I can see, Shannon, when I look at you, like, deep in your eyes, that you're sincere. Oh, well, good, because <laughs> I was just thinking, God, I wish I could bend one of these forks to keep these pants up. But <laughs> okay, I'll go with your story. I'll go with your way. <laughs> Um, so Nicole's like, I will tell you right now, I forgive you. Even though I'm probably going to call you fat later, like I called Emily last week. So enjoy it while you've got it, bitch. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you one thing. I, I did reach out to Heather, and uh, she has no interest in getting together with me. None 
whatsoever. Wow. This was so good. She just smiles. Like, Shanna doesn't smile. She just, like, stares at Nicole, and her eyes kind of move back and forth like they do. And then a little pop-up comes up beside Shannon's head of Heather reading that text, being like, And the audacity of your verbiage in coming for me! (laughs) And it just looks like Shannon's kind of looking over at Heather like, She had the nerve to use all those words against me. So she says, I'm owning my part. I mean, is anyone else owning their part? I mean, Nicole, are you owning your part that maybe I should have communicated to my friend of six years that, oops, I sued you? And Gina, are you owning your part that you and only you destroyed the dinner party? And David, and David, <laughs> there was that beach. There was the sugary gastro pub. There was that dragon bracelet you gave me. Have you owned any of that? I don't think. And Tamara, how about you, Tamara? Well, you got a lot to say on social media these days. Have you owned that? Have you owned that you have a Twitter handle? I don't think so. Well, I'm hoping that obviously you have such an amazing friendship with Heather, and I have a good one too, even though I just kind of met her. It's just, well, you know, reconnecting with her. It was like nothing had changed in our friendship. It's like, yeah, you hated each other before too. Yeah. Why, what is this narrative she's trying to spin that they became incredibly close at one point? That literally never happened. And Heather is too. She's kind of like, wow, I can't believe that Shannon, you know, I tried with Shannon. It's like, no, you didn't. You hated Shannon's ass from the second you walked back on here. Okay, lady? Yeah. So now we go back over to Dr. Jen, the the new Bravo sensation sweeping the internet. And uh, Ryan's back. And not only is Ryan back, Dr. Jen's mom, Maggie, is there. And she's British, uh, which is important because she makes the scene interesting. And um, she was like, well, my flight was safe and empty. It was a beautiful flight. And so um, Na- it turns out Nana and Cece, Cece's the daughter, they had a, they, they created a, a handshake in Wyoming. And Maggie's like, no, no, no. I couldn't possibly show off this handshake that I never had with my very own daughter, and no one seems to have with my daughter because she's terrible, but I do have with you, little girl. So they do. It's like a little handshake dance thing. And Jen's like, wow, we didn't have a handshake, and I don't have a handshake with Cece. (laughs) She probably has it with everyone but me. (sighs) Yeah, she probably does. And so um, Maggie was born and raised in England and was very strict, but she has become relaxed now that she's a grandmother. And so then there's this thing where, like, Jen pours um, some wine for herself and for her mom. And she pours the wine for her mom in, like, a little thimble. And you think it's, like, a joke at first. But then, like, the mom, like, brings that, like, thimble of, of wine out to the backyard. And they're, like, <laughs> toasting with it. And I'm, like, is someone going to say, like, that that is, is, we're going to reference the fact that this is, like, a very small glass of wine. And that, like, she should have a proper sized one. Yeah, she's like, well, be careful when we toast that you don't knock it out of my hand. And you, I know that you say I get crazy when I drink. And she's like, no, you get ditzy. And I do not like ditzy women. So I guess the mom, like, doesn't hold her drink well, so she only gets a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> darling, darling, please, please be sure not to, to knock this glass out of my hand. I wouldn't want it to be wet next time I do one of the secret handshakes I have with your daughter or your children or your husband. So Jen's talking about how her dad passed away and she's recently been thinking about him and crying. And she's like, I mean, I just think, would dad even be proud of me? It's like, of course he would. He was always on your team. (laughs) I mean, it was a team that was always losing. I felt really bad for your father, actually. I mean, every day putting a foam finger on and cheer, cheer, cheering just for lose, lose, lose. You understand, don't you, darling? 
you know, he was also a fan of the Knicks. So, you know, he liked to set himself up for disappointment. So, uh, so they do like a toast to the dad because the dad died basically. Um, I don't know if it was a hit and run or anything, but basically a motorcyclist. He was on a bike and a motorcyclist hit him as very sad. And uh, clearly Jen is still dealing with it years later. And she talks about how the dad was the glue that kept the family together. And then once he died, the family kind of crumbled and, you know, sent Maggie into a depression for years. And and how Jen essentially, you know, had was just about to start med school. And she had to put herself through med school and figure out, all like, how to be an adult without her dad. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, I just don't know why my mom doesn't like me. Mom, are we going to do some Botox while you're here? I mean, your anger is showing all over your forehead. It's like, well, just answered that question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now Shannon's sitting at home and she's like, well, I'm just sitting here hoping that someone who's experiencing pain might FaceTime me. Oh, it's Noella. Noella. Hi. How are you, Noella? How's everything going? She's like, not great. Oh. What's what's happening? Do I need to get my imaginary bottle out to blow into? No, somebody came to serve papers. Divorce papers. In Puerto Rico. So it was all in Spanish. Thankfully, I have somebody to translate. She goes, well, where is he? I don't know. Did he take his clothes? I don't know. His clothes are here. His cars are here. His life is here. He shut off the credit cards. Oh, my gosh. Do you want me to go down to the beach to see if he's walking around with a slut somewhere? Um. So Nicole's like, I need to find an attorney and talk to the attorney because, like, he just made an error he needs to correct. I didn't think that would mean an end to our marriage. And now I'm a single mom. I mean, I just want him back. So she's crying. And Shanna's like, don't you think there's a way that you can just reach out and say, don't do this to me or I'm killing your blood slut on the beach. I'll bury her alive. <laughs> I have a question. Was Sweet James suddenly very interested in Spartan races? Because that is usually a sign. And so basically she just had like, you know, three terrible months. Not terrible months, but like she had like big wallops in a row. Like she learned her son was diagnosed with autism. Her mom was put in the hospital for something. And now this. So it's three big things in a row. And uh, she's, uh, she's just like going through it. And Shannon's crying too. She's like, I can't. Tell you how horrible I feel for you, but I will try to outcry you at this moment if you don't mind. <laughs> so then, sad music plays, and we we you know come out from the house, and we're seeing the house like we're about to go to commercial, and then we go, wait, he lives in Puerto Rico. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is odd serving papers from Puerto Rico for divorce. I mean, there must be some sort of like. Uh, I mean, well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, you probably already thought about this, Ronnie, because you, you like to do the you're, you're like faster with conspiracy theories than I am. But like there must be some thing with divorce laws in Puerto Rico that probably favor the guy, which is why he had to he had to get a house there to establish residence so that way he could file for divorce from there. I'm assuming it's something like that. Um, I think it's taxes. I think or, that's well, I think that that's his fight. I think it's all taxes because 
Um, many residents are not required to pay federal income taxes in Puerto Rico. I just read that on the internet. Um, I know that that's a big deal with crypto. You know, like people are always like, I'm moving to Puerto Rico, brah. So mm. that's what got me thinking. So I just uh, Googled, do you have to pay income tax in Puerto Rico? And it says many residents are not required to pay federal income tax. So I'm wondering if that's why they have, have a house there. And he's saying he lives in Puerto Rico so he can get out of paying federal taxes. And they're saying, yeah, oh, no, that's sir. That's why he has to divorce from there. <laughs> Right. That's obviously just a tax haven. And you do owe us five million bucks or six million bucks or whatever. And and here I thought he just simply had another family down there. I mean, it could be all of the above, which is what's does about he? This I didn't. I purposely avoided all the gossip because I saw the headlines, but I was like, I, I don't know who this Nicola is until, except for being Bronwyn's friend. So I was like, mm, I don't care about this gossip. And also, I wanted to see it unfold on the show. So I don't know what his real deal is. If it's just taxes. Oh, I have or no if, idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have but, no idea. I'm just like based on this information. I was like, the well, my initial thought was. The fact that he cares so much about this house and does not want to sell it, I was like, well, he's probably got someone living in there. But now the the tax thing makes more sense. But it's possible it's he might have someone and has tax issues. But um, maybe. You know, but we'll if you're not, out. if you're someone not paying their taxes and you have a house in Puerto Rico, that's the reason. So I think that she doesn't understand why he has the house. So she's like, well, let's just sell the house. I'm going to talk to a realtor and try to sell the house. And he <laughs> freaks out. You know, like yeah. She, I, I think he, she doesn't she really and, get it. And then she's like going and talking about it on in tabloids, raising the profile of it all more. So he's like, cutting yeah. this one off. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get sweet, like, and it's the James. beginning of the episode thing where we're seeing what yeah. all the ladies are doing in the morning. So Heather's like, hello, this is Heather Dubrow's world. Um, every uh, Everybody have a guest uh, or a beverage? Do all my guests have beverages? And we see she's doing her podcast. And of course... Lance Bass. I mean, is there a housewife whose asshole he's not up? Is there one? <laughs> it's Lance Bass and Jamie Lynn Sieg- Siegler. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the editors who really had fun with this like cornhole footage that they put at the top of this montage where um, they showed like like on the bottom half of the screen, it was like uh, like the seaside community and the top half, a giant beanbag flying towards the camera but the way they were juxtaposed together it looked like some like an enormous beanbag shaped ufo was about to land in orange county and then it's revealed to be just cornhole but it was an exciting moment i was like wow it's like the flight of the navigator all over again so we go over to emily she's giving a kid oh no that's sorry that's gina we go over to emily and she's giving her dog juice and she's like are you ignoring me oh my kids are ignoring me but my dog doesn't gotta love fisker fisker was still a breakout star for me in emily's household uh so then jen is doing a guy's jaw you know like injecting it and he's like oh my god (laughs) i look so good i know it's (laughs) sounded gross oh my god i look so good you did a great job she's like oh that's funny so then we go to gina's and she's arriving at lunch at harley and she's wearing leather pants and a heather dubrow top she's wearing the same disney villain heather dubrow wore but like the tj maxx version not in leather yeah so she comes in to to meet with shannon and shannon's like oh well that's a pretty top it's it's sexy in the back too it really is which is shannon's way of saying how dare you little bitch drag me out to this restaurant with all their high calorie options and i've got nothing on this made of eat and i gotta sit here and listen to you yeah that's a beautiful top i should get one of those backless tops too to make it easier for you to stab me in (laughs) so they there's silence and shannon's just kind of looking her up and down 
And she was like, okay, all right. So it's been a heavy day. I'll say that. And the waiter's like, oh, my <laughs> God, I'm sorry. She's like, oh, hi, waiter. Sorry, I wasn't talking about you. Hi. Okay, I'll have a dirty martini. Um, If you see a woman with button eyes come in here who's richer than everyone in here, bring me a skinny margarita. But... <laughs> Yeah, so Gina's like, you know what? I went to Cryo House with Noella, and I was like, I can't believe I'm finally in a place where I'm so happy that I, that now I'm the friend that can help my friends. It's almost like you've been displaced, Shannon. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Where's your belt, by the way? Anyway, I'm feeling great. And then she FaceTimes me, uh, and then we see a flashback of Noella FaceTiming Gina and just, like, sobbing and saying, like, you know, she... James just uh, filed for divorce. So Shannon's like, huh, well, uh, she FaceTimed me too. She she did. I, I do have a place as as the, the elder statesman in this group. I, I, I do belong. I belong. I have things to offer. And Gina's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I know we have to talk about all our stuff and I get that. But for me today, it was just so much perspective. And I think we should get Noella to come. Let's get her to come. She goes, oh, well, so I asked her if maybe she wanted to, I don't, you know, when we were on FaceTime. I'm going to FaceTime her again, which is a common thing with us. So, bloop, 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 David, 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 David. Noella, well, hello. Well, this light isn't good. Well, now I look like crap during your divorce. So that's great. Thanks a lot, FaceTime. Uh, uh, Noella, it, it's your it's your dear friend uh, Shannon Bador, who uh, re you recently Facetimed with, perhaps even before Gina. I'm not sure, but um, anyway, um, we are having dinner and wanted to know. Oh, you're actually already on the way. How did that happen? Yeah, I just I I was ready for it. I was ready. I'm in the Uber already. <laughs> I really just need someone to talk to. So Gina's like, Noella, you know what? Like, let's just like it that put our perspective, our situation in perspective. Like for me personally, Shannon, but clearly I'm not about how everything happened. Okay. I don't want to be fighting with you, Shannon. She goes, Well, I'm sorry, but it still doesn't make sense to me why someone would be friends with somebody they were in a lawsuit with. She's like, Well, it doesn't make sense to me either, but that's just what it is. You know what? I I, I thought that you and Emily and I were having a moment at the deck, and I wanted to believe the friendship, and, and we had each other's backs, and, and we, we've come so far. Just, well, I didn't want to hurt anybody, but you did. You hurt. You literally hurt. We were at Javier's. You hurt me. And she goes, well, you know, you know, what, you know why I told her that day? Well, you, you said to protect her, and I don't know what you're protecting her from. Maybe all the stairs in that giant house that she go tumbling down because it's so enormous and you could get dizzy from all the appliances in there. I don't know. I don't know what you're protecting her from. Well, I did it because the day that I found out that my husband was having an affair, he brought me to that woman's home. Okay, that's sad. But you kind of brought Shannon to the home of the woman that you chose over her too. So fuck off in this situation. <laughs> well, well, I just want to point out that my husband had an affair too, and I was humiliated, and everyone knew. So again, this is sort of my role on the show that you're kind of taking. And so yeah. Gina says, uh, well, you know what? We're here, and I'm telling you something, and you still want to be focused on how you're right. And I don't care if you're right, okay? I don't care if you're fucking right. And then the waitress is like, oh, so sorry, ladies. I just want to drop off this salad here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wow, Gina, wow, wow. Whoa, whoa. Wow, Gina. Well, I've gone out of my way. I'm going to start moving my hands like I am washing windows and then pausing. So, wow. <laughs> wash, wash, wash. Pause, Gina. I have gone wash, 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 wash. 
paws out of my wash, 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 paws way to be kind to you. And you know what? You shouldn't have to go out of your way to be kind to people, Shannon. I don't go out of my way to be kind to people. I'm just kind to people. So if that's so much of a burden for you, then you need to examine that because that's a problem. Well, you know what? There's a... Then Shannon tells us there's a lot of cruelty at this table tonight. I mean, I've bent over backwards in my past to help Gina out. So I I have been there for her belt or no belt, okay? So Gina says, and then you went and you told Heather, you told Heather that me and Emily can't be trusted. Like, why are you giving us information if you don't trust us, Shannon? She's like, but you can't be trusted. I was cracking up because, of course, I was yelling the same thing. You can't get mad at someone saying you can't be trusted when you both just did that to her. Like, you literally yeah. did it the day after. So Gina's, uh, she's like, yeah, you you know, you gave us this information. So why do that if you don't trust us? Well, Shannon said that she didn't trust you before she went to Javier's and saw you guys. It wasn't after. It was before. So she went to Javier's, then made up with you and had a good night. And you decided to be friends. And then you, all this other stuff happened. Yeah, so Shannon's like, I wanted to believe you were my good friend that night. Well, you know what? You don't, but you don't because you're also talking shit about us behind our back. You know what? I made a mistake and I'm an asshole for it. How about that? I used the A word. You know what? But you are, Shannon. But they were doing. They were talking behind her back too. This this show is so infuriating. But I'm still laughing through the whole thing. So Shannon's like, "Well, I'm I'm an asshole for making a mistake." And she goes, "And here we are. I can only work with what I've got. And you know what? I really do care for you, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, I really do. You know, especially after New York, I really felt like we bonded when we went to that Hale and Hardy, and you you ordered a." Uh, a little Niswaz salad. And I was like, I like Niswaz. We bonded. Remember that? You know, I just feel like you're pulling us back to where we were, Shannon. And she's like, you know what? I didn't like this. And I'm sorry this didn't go how you wanted. <laughs> like, she was really such an ass. So yeah. she's like, I'm sorry that your plan to manipulate everyone against Heather didn't work out, Shannon. And she's like, well, oh. we were in just such a positive, happy place. And the last thing I want to do is fight and be in a negative place so i'm just going to apologize because no one will speak to me on this show thanks to you so sorry and gina's <laughs> like well i forgive her but i'm gonna keep one eye open you did not get betrayed here gina yeah, i know thank you that's exactly right so um uh <laughs> so they basically are like okay everything's cool everything's cool and then gina goes you know what? When I get into these states, I black out. So I don't know the things I said, but I do apologize if I said anything rude to you. <laughs> and Shannon just is left there going, wah, 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 when Noella <laughs> comes in behind them. Hi. And Shannon goes, hey, girl, hey. Hey, hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. I don't know. Someone, someone <laughs> just send me the sheet me. music. Someone just <laughs> shoot, shoot me the sheet music to that one because I still don't get it. <laughs> but I heard it at the country club, so. Uh, oh, uh, we do have some Brussels sprouts for you. <laughs> that should, that should be good. And she's like, "Oh yeah," and like, "Oh my God, you're so skinny." Yeah, it's the it's the body that stress built. Ah. Uh. Oh well, that didn't really work my way with stress, but that's fine. I'm so happy for you. I'm happy for the body that stress built for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a little bit of those Brussels sprouts. So Noella's like, well, I still haven't heard from him, but shutting off those credit cards, I mean, that's a big no-no. Like, with our son? And Gina's like, that is 
fucked. She goes, yeah, I mean, I don't have a bank account with savings. I don't have access to any other line of credit. I mean, my husband's in control of our family's finances. I mean, why is this happening? I just have more questions than answers. Well, let me ask you this. Did Sweet James roll down a hillside and during a snowstorm that was also sunny and break his ankle and his brain? And yeah, you're under a lot of stress too? Because that's what I want to know. So Shannon's like, well, we've both been blindsided, but yours? Whoa, that's a level up. Congratulations. And Gina's like, yeah, I mean, why not just fight with the IRS? People file complaints against the IRS bills all the time. Uh, and Noella's just talking about how... Um, uh, <laughs> she's just talking about basically how James just like would refuse to sell this house. Yeah, she's saying they got. She tried to sell it. They got an amazing offer, and um, she's like, "I just don't get what the problem is." And Gina's like, "Well, I mean, is he Puerto Rican?" She goes, "No, he's an ex Mormon from Utah. I mean, we've owned it for seven months. Who cares? Why is this such a big deal?" Yeah, and then eventually they toast. You know, it's a weird time of my life to divorce, to divorce. Yeah. And then, and that's it. <laughs> Actually, that's where it ends. That's the end of it being so funny. I mean, I feel that is a dick move to just cut off the credit cards of your wife when like she has your kid and like, like what is, how is she going to, she's the one who's taking care of the kid right now. How is this kid going to be taken care of? Yeah. If you're not going like, to give her, like, let her have her fucking credit cards. Men, it's so I'm obnoxious. Telling you. Fucking man. After she's sat there and said how sweet he is. Jeez. Yeah. Um, stay away from men, everybody. Because that's the worst. <laughs> but here's something you can do for yourself. You can go get tickets to our live show at watchercrappens.com or join us at patreon.com slash watchercrappens for bonus episodes and crappens on demand. And uh, until the next episode, thank you all for listening. We love you so much, baby gorgeous says. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Nancy Cease and Desisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet couture. We love you guys.